Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for brunch, where there is always an open table, a hot cup of coffee, and endless running fun to keep you moving and grooving. We've got a fun-filled workout with you today, so if you are going to be grooving and moving with us right now, let's lace up those shoes, put a smile on your face, and log some miles. And if you are not moving and grooving us right now, you can still listen along, but we're going to encourage you Don't cheat on this workout, which will make a lot of sense as we go into this. Christine, this workout, I think by far was probably the one that our group has loved the most so far. I'm going to be purely selfish and say that I don't know if anybody else loved it as much as I have. I have enjoyed (laughs) doing this workout so much. So friends, we're going to have a 15 minute block. You're going to want to get into that walk or long run, whatever pace feels good to you to warm on up your body because we are going to have some harder efforts a little bit later. Let's get started on that in three, two, and one. 15 minutes on the clock. This is a great opportunity to maybe even use it as breaking it up into thirds, start with a walk, add in a few jogs in that second five-minute block, and then maybe get into your conversation pace. We're going to tell you more about the actual structured, unstructured workout a little bit later. (laughs) But first and foremost, I want to say happy Hanukkah. I please do tell me, Coach Shelby, what is something that kind of comes to mind when you celebrate Hanukkah in your household? In all honesty, when Hanukkah comes around, I immediately think of my grandma. I love my grandma. My grandma was an integral part of my childhood. She lived with us for a few years before she had passed, and she was from our Jewish side. And As funny as it is, I can't necessarily recall doing Hanukkah with her as a child, but something about Hanukkah always makes me think of her. So it's it's weird like saying it like that way, but I always think of my grandma. It just I can I can feel her hug, I can see her face, I can smell her perfume, like it just all of it comes flooding back. So I try not to overthink it, which is new for me, but it's exactly where I go with it. That makes me so happy because I think that when we do feel the holidays come into the calendar, we start to get so busy with all of the things that while we have a touch of nostalgia, while we have a touch of wanting to feel good about this time of year, we can feel really overwhelmed. But when you're able to break it down to such a visceral, really connected emotion, like you just painted the picture of, of your grandmother and your relationship and how she played such an important part of your childhood. That's what this time of year is really all about. So we're going to have a lot of fun, but also we're going to have you guys do a little bit of pondering on your own about what this time of year may mean for you and how do you connect to those more nostalgic, maybe even idyllic a little bit. Oh, yeah. Of your history. There's a glow Uh, around all of my memories. Like definitely that, that hazy flashback in movies that you see. That's yeah. that, that is my brain 24-7-365. Well, that makes me understand why you're so obsessed with this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I think about like, that hazy thing. And this is a great time to remind everybody this workout will be challenging. So if you start seeing a haziness, you probably need to check your breathing versus the nostalgia <laughs> portion. 
Yes, we definitely want to keep you guys present here and now and a bit <laughs> mindful of where you're moving and grooving. But for right now, you should be feeling good. You should be feeling conversational. You should be able to even respond to us. Like, this is what I think about this time of year. So Hanukkah being the Festival of Lights coach, we I learned more about it through our Slay the Holidays challenge where we I dedicated an entire <laughs> week. And it's been fabulous. So I can't wait to learn more. I know that we have quite a few folks that are celebrating as well. So again, we want to kind of shared some of those traditions. So tell me more about Hanukkah, coach. Uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, we dance and we spin the menorah or spend the dreidel, spin the menorah. Please don't spin the menorah. But yeah, we learned, I learned a lot more of the backstory of where Hanukkah came from when we did do our Slay the Holidays. Um, but for those who don't know, on the basic sense, it is eight days. There are nine candles with one being the shamish or the leader candle, the helper candle. And you light one candle for each night until you have a full glowing menorah and it's supposed to represent when there was not enough oil to last eight days they only had enough for one night but magically it lasted for eight nights so that's a very like probably kid-friendly version of the story so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep the warm and fuzzies for a little bit longer Let, let's definitely keep the warm and fuzzies because actually when i'm hearing this and i love how you described it as being the leader candle specifically it makes me think so often in life we may be afraid of shining our light, but this specifically is a beautiful parallel to regardless of whatever your traditions are, whatever your beliefs are, whatever you're doing in life, that letting your flame ignite those around you and knowing that you are making such a positive impact on those around you every single time that you lace up or you show up for these type of workouts. So we want to give you a big kudos on that. And you could be the shamish in your own life. Hopefully I'm not saying anything that would be totally incorrect. If I, if I at any point do say anything throughout this episode where I should be corrected, you guys know where to find us. Info at exactly. We're all about learning and evolving and getting stronger with how we have our knowledge and how we express it. So well, that was very transparent. Like my application of Hanukkah and different parts of the, the Jewish realm might be completely different than what other people or what the the Torah commands and, and preaches. But that's just the way these are my traditions. And I think being able to, especially this time of year when there are so many holidays, so many traditions, I think it's a great time to kind of keep that light shining and keep an open mind that not everybody's holidays are going to look the same. Absolutely. Even if it's the same holiday. <laughs> or even from year to year, you may find this is a year for you to break out some new traditions. Maybe this is something that speaks to your soul and you want to learn more about it. So I think that I want to learn more about it. And one of the first things that I did learn was that the menorah is lit every night after sundown. But what I love specifically about that is that the candles are added right to left, which, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that Hebrew is red right to left. So that makes a lot of sense. That, that would kind of be the parallel as to how the candles are lit as well. But it looks like each night the candles are lit with the newest or the one that was just most recently lit. So it's kind of like this leader candle lights the candle. And then do you pick up that candle, the one that was just lit and then light the other candles with it? Or do you continue lighting? No, you the take the shamish and the shamish lights all the other candles. Got it. Okay. And yeah, I didn't know about the right to left thing for... 
I don't know, maybe 20 years. I'm not going to lie. I think we still mess that up in our household. I'm sorry if that's sacrilegious. It's not intended any which way, but that's just, I I didn't know about it. You can tell that I, uh, I, I missed... I miss Temple a few times. It's okay. It's okay. We're all about, again, creating our own traditions. And in your household, Chrismica is very, very strong of a tradition, I feel like. In, is yes. that the right way of? Okay. I call it Chrismica. I've had a shirt that had half of menorah and half of a Christmas tree. I've had um, half of a cross and half of the Star of David. Like, it, we're, we're big in the melding. And one of my favorite traditions for Hanukkah is we get... Um, Christmas ornaments to put on the Christmas tree. And for me, it was always a really awesome way of making it our own and following those traditions, but with a little bit of a twist. And um, my mom actually just bought me a Christmas ornament for Hanukkah and it's the Grinch. So it just, we're, we're melding it all together. It says 100% Grinch. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> Oh, I do. That's so special. I will say that one of my favorite things that I learned about Hanukkah was that first and foremost, we all know that fried food is just supreme. Like yes. fried food is just delicious. So I I didn't know that most of the Hanukkah dishes were fried and that they had symbolism behind that. And it is, again, symbolizing, as you mentioned, that miracle oil that burned for the eight nights straight. I honestly just thought it was because it was delicious food. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I still, I actually Googled how to say, because I've always just called it a jelly donut. And I asked my mom, because she's my go-to for all things Jewish, and she's a little rusty, but it's a sufkinyat or something along I'm, those names. I'm, I'm not going to even pretend that I can do that. I'm going to say that it's a jelly donut. So I am, I'm trying to become more brave with my pronunciations, <laughs> but I'm not quite there yet. Until we learned that that's what it's called, I had never seen it. In my 30 plus years of life, I've never seen it. And you know how many times I've seen it since then? 1.3 billion. <laughs> it's like when you get a new car and you're like, oh, I'm the first person to have this car. And then everyone else has the same car when you're stuck in traffic. You just become more aware of it, of course. Oy vey. Do you know? <laughs> Oy vey, I definitely feel like I can express very frequently in my life because <laughs> there are a lot of mistakes that I make from day to day. But that's another thing that I love when I learned about in our conversations with the Hanukkah episode that we did for our private training group was there's no wrong way to spell Hanukkah because I feel like every single time that I try to spell Hanukkah, I spell it incorrectly. I love that there's a graciousness to how you choose to spell it. Now, I'm sure that there's some wrong ways, but for the most part, it looks like it's got multiple different spellings and they can vary from region to region. So if you're like me and you're constantly spell checking Hanukkah, I will tell you that according to our sources, there are multiple different ways and you can be a bit more gracious with yourself during this time of year as well. And you know what the best way, how the best way it is to spell it actually? I of course want to know. Trying to spell it and then letting autocorrect just play roulette with how it's actually going to come out. I usually am always with the H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H, mm. but I always want to add another N and that's not how it works, but... So Evidently, that is one of the spellings. So one of the ones that I tend to gravitate towards, I always knew that there was two letters that were the same. And I've always done it as an N versus the K. But evidently, that is one of the ways that it's spelled is H-A-N-N-U-K-A. So I guess, again, there's multiple different ways or different varieties. And 
I also feel like when we have our respective um, runners or movers and shakers that are rolling through here who do celebrate Hanukkah, they may be saying, no, you're wrong. And that is not the way you spell it. So I would would safely say that even though this is going to be a choose your own adventure type of run, there's going to be a lot of messages coming in saying like, y'all choose your own adventure, but you got a lot twisted. And we're we're secure with that. We are okay with that. And that's are, why it's prefacing with all of this. And like you were even saying your traditions, well, you didn't celebrate Hanukkah for Christmas. You didn't have a lot of the same um, kind of Hallmark-esque foods mm-hmm. and Hallmark-esque no. traditions. Yeah, we, we definitely learned a lot about each other during talking about the holidays again when we recorded episodes for the training group because I feel like we learned that there's a lot of traditional foods that I probably should have had being here in the United States more awareness of that I don't. Uh, and so it's been really interesting because I do have more of like the Puerican Christmas traditions in my household of what the foods that I grew up with or the traditions that I grew up with. So I'm looking forward to definitely talking about that a little bit as well, because that's what we're going to do in this game of choosing your own adventure. You're not 100% choosing your adventure because we're going to have a little bit of some parameters around it. But let's get into what you're going to expect because we're about 12 minutes in to this warm up. So hopefully you're feeling good. You're feeling strong. You're catching your breath. You may have shaken off a little bit of I don't know, a little bit of the snow dust maybe that's come up your way. I don't... Let's go with that. That's not good. Let's go with that. Let's keep that in. (laughs) Okay, let's go for that one. So we're going to give you guys a would you rather. Now you guys know how we roll around here. It is probably one of our favorite games and one that always brings up the most discussions because we're really, really bad at choosing one versus the (laughs) other. So we went ahead and honored that and realized that you guys may be just like us and you may feel a little bit of both or neither as well. So we're going to have a opportunity for you to choose your own adventure. We're going into more of like a fartlek where we're going to give you a would you rather question. We're going to read the question and the responses. Then you're going to have time to harness in on what you feel, lock that in, and then we'll let you know what effort is the same that will match your response. So great example of that is, is that you may have anywhere from a conversational pace to a recovery pace to all the way to tempo, half marathon pace, a little bit of lactate threshold, even some sprinting going on. Now you're not going to know the duration until we actually have you go into that segment. So There's no gaming this system. Like, don't think that you're going to be able to guess like, oh, she's done this kind of response twice. So I know that if I choose, I change my (laughs) answer. I'll do this. Really just go with the flow and allow yourself to have fun, which is what the fart lick is all about is speed play. This time of year, we're super busy and you may not have the time or energy for traditional, more structured speed play. So let yourself just enjoy the ride as we explore some of the Hanukkah and Christmaka and Christmas would you rathers. I'm so looking forward to these because they're a little over the top fantastical. And when I think over the top fantastical, a little extra, I think of Coach Shelby. So I can't wait to hear your responses on them, Coach Shelby. I did actually just give one of my over the top accessories to my husband to bring into the main part of the house. And it's a really glittery, obnoxious bow tie or not bow tie, tie that has a gingerbread on it that I'm like, here, I'm going to need this when we go to our holiday stuff. So can you put that near my bedside so I don't forget where it is? (laughs) Very important. So friends, you're going to be able to shine and sparkle in this uh, would you rather choosing your own adventure game here very shortly. We're going to go into the first one in 30 seconds. Now, what we're going to all do is in between the questions, we're going to meet back 
all of us in conversation pace, whatever that means for you. So if you're doing run, walk, run, that is perfectly okay during this game. What we would suggest is that if you're in a harder effort or if your answer corresponds to the harder effort, that you just push it a little stronger on those runs and those walks. And of course, if you're in a recovery effort, pull it back so that it's nice and light on both that run and walk. Coach, I think I'm ready because we're about 15 minutes in. We're going to settle people into about 30 seconds worth of conversation pace while we get them going into their first would you rather question. So let's do that in three, two, and one. Let's all meet at our conversation pace. Nice and easy here. We should still be able to talk out loud and coach read that first question for us. All right. Would you rather participate in a holiday themed karaoke contest singing only Christmas carols or dance to a Hanukkah song in a flash mob in the town square? Or if you're like us, you're like, pass on that, or I want both. So take a second, choose wisely. What are you going to pick? And you can say it out loud. If not, you can say it in your head too. All right. So if you would rather participate in a holiday themed karaoke contest singing only Christmas carols, you're going to go ahead and pull it back into a recovery effort for, you know, the effort scale of two to three, like a strong walk or a light jog. If you're dancing it out to a Hanukkah song in a flash mob, you're going to go into or stay right here in this conversational pace. Nice and easy here. Still feeling very good and strong. If it's neither or both and you're more like us, well, let's do it, my friend, because we're going into more of that tempo pace, a little bit of a harder effort for seven to nine on that effort scale of one to 10. Let's go in three, two, and one. Friends, find yourself right there. Whatever your response is, don't change it here and now just because you don't like the response of what you have to do. Challenge yourself (laughs) if you are neither or both by pushing it up a bit more. And if you are pulling it back because you're in recovery, don't worry, you're going to have plenty of time to get some harder efforts as well. We're going to be here for two minutes. You're already about 20 seconds in. So right about here, if you had to pace change up, you should lock in that effort and just keep on rolling for another 90 seconds. So I got to ask, which one are you? I'm I'm definitely going to stick right into conversational pace for me because I am dancing to a Hanukkah song and a flash mob. You guys do not want to really? hear me do karaoke. No, I thought you, you were going to choose neither. As no, funny as that no, is. I would, I would love to dance it out. I'm not good and I'm not coordinated <laughs> and it would probably take 5,000 years for me to learn the choreography, but I'm okay with that. Now, what I am curious about this is are there many Hanukkah songs? Like, okay, that's one that's one bone to pick I do have with this. So okay. I would I would have chosen to dance to the Hanukkah song. But as we were curating the playlists for the Slay the Holidays group, do you realize how hard it is to find Hanukkah music? Like four of the songs on that playlist are all Adam Sandler parts one <laughs> through four of the Hanukkah song that I did not know existed until I started doing this. Oh my goodness. See, that's, that would be the only problem that I would have with this flash mob because I assume that it would be an Adam Sandler song and I'm not sure that it lends itself to the best choreography, but there was maybe. a band that I found that did like Hanukkah songs and they were kind of burners. Like I liked them. Um, so again, I think they're called 613 and they even had like a Star Wars Christmas or a Star Wars Hanukkah song. So it was just decent. I'll take it. I like it. What I also like is that we're at that point where everybody's going to meet back in their conversation pace in three, 
two, and one. Amazing job. So again, friends, we're going to remind you, you're all meeting at that conversation pace. And now we're going to read the next question for you to make your choice. And would you rather, Coach Shelby, I cannot wait to hear this answer, (laughs) build a giant snowman wearing a Santa hat, I guess, Sandman here in Florida. Would you rather light a Hanukkah menorah made entirely of ice? Weird. Neither or both. So friends, go ahead and lock in that answer that you have. And if you're thinking that doesn't even make any sense, that's the entire purpose, friends. We want a little bit of joy and a little bit of lightness in your life. So go ahead and and take practicality out of that response and (laughs) lock it in. Now, if you're going to be building a giant snowman wearing a Santa hat, or you've already done it this year, you're going to hang out at conversational effort. If you are lighting the Hanukkah menorah made entirely of ice, that sounds like that would be very hard to do. So you guys are going to go into a hard effort seven to eight on that RPE scale. And if it's neither or both, go ahead and pull it back into a recovery effort and maybe stop and smell the peppermint mocha. With that said, let's do it in three, two, and one, and you're here for three minutes, friends. This one was hard, but I, I think feel, I think the on. weird part of me, I want to light a menorah made entirely of ice because <laughs> I just like my brain kind of freezes and starts buffering when I think about it. So I feel like I need to actually see this happen in action to fully embrace it. First and foremost, I feel like that looks that sounds beautiful. Like I can Doesn't already it? see it in my head and it sounds beautiful. I do think it sounds hard, just as our friends that are going into that hard effort if they chose that specific um response. But I feel like you're both. I can see you doing literally both. Like I could see you hanging out with the snowman in your Santa hat and your glittery sweater, and then uh, getting inside where it's warm and toasty and lighting. I don't know. Can you I be feel warm like- and toasty? I, I get bored, I think. With a, like, I think of a giant snowman, and I'm not going to lie. All I hear is that's really a lot of work. Like, I could have, like, a moderately sized snowman and probably be okay. But, like, what constitutes giant? Like, I'm barely five feet. So what's a giant? Six feet? Eight feet? Like, is there ladders involved? I have questions. Shelby, let's be honest. For you, at five feet, a giant snowman is probably about three foot two. <laughs> So I think you can handle that. You could totally handle that. Just like our friends that are in the harder effort can totally handle this. You guys are about 90 seconds in, 90 seconds to go. Now you should be feeling more of like, you cannot have a conversation. You might be able to get out a chuckle. You can definitely roll your eyes, but you are working hard. You are pushing here. You are definitely feeling that out just outside of that tempo zone. So keep moving, keep grooving. Again, if you're in recovery effort, hopefully you're enjoying the scenery, maybe taking a selfie here or maybe snapping a shot, shot a snapshot of a snowman in conversational. You should definitely be able to chit chat with us a little bit if you are rolling shoulder to shoulder with us. So what are you going to choose? You didn't share. Oh, goodness. I think that I would either be... <laughs> <laughs> neither or both. I would either want to do both. I'd be like, eh, neither. I'm a little bit of a, I am a Scrooge. You like maybe wearing, you may have the Christmas ornament, but I think I am more of a Scrooge for sure than you ever could be. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I think you're a snowman. Grinch at heart. I think you're, I think you're Scroogey on the outside, but warm and fuzzy and gooey on the inside. I mean, I think I just need to to adopt you for the holidays, basically. I think as long as there's sparkles, I'm doing whichever one is the sparkliest of the two. So whoever brings glitter for that snow or (laughs) yes, I'm going with that. Glitter snow. Yeah. That's cool. 
I feel we're like just fighting properly. <laughs> I mean, it depends. I don't know. I've only seen snow a handful of times, so my barometer is not that great. More than I have. Friends, let's now all be back in that conversation pace in three, two, and one. Very exciting to have you guys all meet at that conversation pace. And for you guys that are coming off those harder efforts, I know that you're having a hard time resisting pulling back into a full recovery. Just wait and to see the next would you rather question. See maybe if you'd naturally have that kind of recovery waiting for you. So coach, what's next on our list of would you rathers? This one was a no brainer for me for the record. So you can either have a snowball fight with elves. Okay. Play dreidel with a talking snowflake, or you can be a party pooper and do both or, or neither and both. Okay. I I feel like I know your response, but first I want folks to lock in their responses. If you're having a snowball fight with elves, don't cheat. You're going into a hard effort, tempo six to seven. So you're staying in that comfortably uncomfortable pace. If you're playing a dreidel with talking snowflakes, are you in a Disney movie? Yes, you are. And that's conversational effort for four to five, hanging out right here. If it's neither or both, you're going to pull it back into a recovery walk or a light jog on the RP of two to three. Let's go ahead and move into that in three, two, and one. And friends, I have such a beautiful present for you all. We're going to be here for four minutes. I know, I know all of you guys (laughs) that are in the harder effort absolutely hate us, but reminder, you are capable of this. This is an effort you should be able to sustain for at least 60 minutes. Usually tempo work is about 60 minutes. So you've got this, you've got what it takes. We're just asking for four minutes. Go ahead and shorten that stride. Keep those shoulders down and back. Keep that chin up and then go for it, friends. Now, coach, I feel hands down that any opportunity that you would have to have talking snowflakes, that's what you're doing. Inanimate objects are my love language, and I want every (laughs) inanimate object to talk. I think that's maybe why I liked the movie Wish so much, which if you have not seen it, 10 out of 10 recommend, even if you don't have a child. Um, I want all the inanimate objects to talk to me. So who would not want to know, like, what is a snowflake like? What's it? What's it? like being unique every single time and it would also actually probably be a short game because we live in florida and it's hot not to take a realistic turn to this well for the record they're talking (laughs) snowflakes so if there's ever a time for not having realism this is your opportunity so let's throw realism again right out that window we ain't got time for that kind of talk but we do have time for talking snowflakes and the minute that this question came into play i was like this is coach shelby i'm pretty sure she probably already does this who knows if you've got little snowflakes somewhere in home, you're keeping them in the freezer, bring them out just to play dreidel with them. Oh, so they're cute little pocket size too. That's how I envision them. I feel like there's maybe a Christmaca book in the works and talking snowflakes is going to have to be like a little star there. Quite literally, maybe a la wish. I'm so, telling you, I need to write some children's books. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> so we're almost two minutes in, just two minutes to go. Now, coach, I know or we've come to learn speed play and fartlicks are your jam. What are you mm-hmm. telling folks that are in the harder effort right here and now? It's going to only last for a little bit longer because this is where it is really fun. I think not knowing what's next is it's easier to compartmentalize them into sections versus when you have maybe a structured fartlick and you know that you're going to be rinsing and repeating the whole time through. You have no idea what's next, which is both probably infuriating to the type A's out there and also really exciting to everybody else. See, I feel like I do resonate more with a type A and I loved 
this. And what I also loved is that I have the worst memory ever. So even though <laughs> we recorded this, I literally do not remember the responses or what like corresponds with each response. So it quite literally was like a completely fresh new workout for me. Half Can't the time wait. I do not remember. Like once we stop recording, I'm like, it's what do done. we just talk about for an hour and change? Like, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> it's actually my favorite when we hear folks letting us know things that we may have said in the episode. And I'm like, did, did I say that? Did Shelby <laughs> yeah. say that? Who said that? <laughs> I'll have well, to go back a lot of times. I'll tell you what I will say right here and now is you guys have less than 60 seconds on the clock. So if you've been in that recovery and you're feeling like maybe you've been in recovery for some time and you want to pop it up into a little light conversation pace, we're not going to hold you back at any point. If you're still rolling strong in that tempo pace and you're like, what? I've had hard effort after hard effort. That's because you're capable. You're strong. You know exactly what you want in life. So keep pushing all the way through for 30 more seconds. We can do anything for 30 seconds, except wait for that incredible microwave to finish dinging because I think I'm stopping it three seconds short every single time. And then when I stop it and it's still cold, I'm like, I'm not spending more of my life waiting on this and I just eat it cold. Absolutely. Absolutely. We probably have some um, patience issues that we need to work through. Friends, you've got 10 seconds here. We're all going to meet back in conversation pace. It'll be nice and easy. Give yourself about 30 seconds while we're reading the question for you to catch your breath in three, two, and one. So here we are in conversation pace. And I have to say, coach, that I also love this next question. And there may be a theme that we've got going on here. So would you like to find a magical talking Christmas tree in your living room? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Discover a Hanukkah gelt, which I learned was chocolate coins that grants wishes doubly yes or neither or both 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 like both people <laughs> okay well friends don't let her influence you you choose your answer lock it in commit to it commit to whatever the effort's going to be because we're going to tell you right here now if that magical talking christmas tree in your living room has your heart well you're going to go into that hard effort again we got it <laughs> right a tempo of six to seven if discovering Hanukkah gel that grants wishes. Hello. How incredible is that? You're going to have a recovery walk or a light jog. If it's neither, or you're going to be on team Shelby here and you're going with both conversational effort for four to five. So staying right here, let's do it in three, two, and one. Let's move into our chosen pace, really honoring where we're at right here. And now finding that groove and knowing that you are here for three minutes this time. So it won't be as long as the last segment you just had. Okay, I told you so to choose both. More importantly, <laughs> yes, she did. She did. More importantly, what wishes do you want granted? Oh, I have no idea on that. Is it, but like, again, I have follow-up questions. It grants wishes. That's awesome. Are we talking about like a genie situation? Do I get three? Is this forever? Is it only for Hanukkah? Like, come on, I need I need more parameters to talk over with my Christmas tree. Well, let's let's why don't you let the Christmas tree dictate what those rules would be? So what would your Christmas tree dictate as these rules and parameters? I feel like they should be forever, whatever your wish is, but I don't think they should be unlimited. Uh, I'm not asking the Christmas tree. They're kind of flimsy. Okay. Well, it's because you load them up with so many ornaments. Don't touch my life. They can only do so much. They're still, they're doing their best thing, trying to hold everything. I'm going to say you get one wish for eight days. Oh, okay. Gosh, one wish for eight days. 
I know, I think I just watched a video of a guy who travels like first class around the world. And he was reviewing all of the first class travel on all the different airlines. And he went to all seven continents. And as exhausting as that looked, because it was exhausting for him, you could tell he was like waning towards the end. I think that would be so exciting. So that's my wish. It only cost him $40,000. Only. I love how before we started recording, she was telling me about a documentary about looking at colds and now this is the second if that's not a this or that in the making I don't know what is I mean I don't know about my watching habits if they should ever be really good have it like the central conversation but what should have a central conversation is you working on this Christmas (laughs) uh, book with this magical talking Christmas tree this talking snowflakes and a little bit of guilt that grants us wishes because I think this would this this is a lot of fun all right I know what my wish would be Okay. Okay. I would wish for it to snow in Florida while it's 75 and sunny and the snow wouldn't melt a la Olaf. You know, that makes my heart so happy because I love that you're still being, yes, because you're still being super practical. And I'm thinking we can't have snow. It's going to ruin our crop and all of our farmers are going to have issues. But if it's 75 and sunny and we're getting snow, heck yeah, I'm down. So that (laughs) is the perfect wish giving it up to coach Shelby for coming up with something a lot less selfish than what I did. She clearly, she's got that (laughs) holiday spirit. So friends, we've got 15 seconds here. We're going to all meet back in our conversation face. We're going to keep the silliness going again. A lot of you may have a lot on your plate, feeling a little stressed out. So just go with the flow of allowing yourself to enjoy as we find ourselves at home in our conversation pace in three, two, and one nice and easy here. Enjoying that pace picking it up if you came out from that recovery jog. Come on, get back to it. We know you're ready. (laughs) So coach, what question is hot and heavy on your mind of would you rather? I want to buy both of these. Not to, not to spoil alert, but pick both. Uh, wear a sweater that constantly plays Christmas jingles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A hat that lights up like a Hanukkah menorah. Mm-hmm. Neither or both. If you choose neither, I'm really disappointed. Come on. Embrace the holiday spirit. I would make Christine wear this. I, I'm I'm positive you would make me wear both. Yes. I, I actually feel like there is no doubt on that. Okay, well, no friends, choice. My friends, you're going to lock in your choice right here and now. And again, I feel like Coach Shelby is being very pushy. So. I am. I am very... <laughs> I'm very passionate about these fashion choices. (laughs) I am, on the other hand, going to say, you do you, boo. But if you wear that sweater that constantly plays Christmas jingles, you're going to sprint really hard at an effort scale of 9 to 10. Again, being confident in yourself, you've got what it takes to turn over those feet really nice and quick. If you're wearing that hat that lights up like a Hanukkah menorah, I want to know what it looks like. You're going to sprint hard for nine to 10 on that RPE. So you're going all out, my friends. And if you've decided neither or you decided both, well, lucky for you, you get to also sprint hard with an effort of nine (laughs) to 10. So friends, let's all meet up at that harder effort for 60 seconds in three, two, and one. Let's go. This should not be a surprise for the folks that did our our fa-la-la-la fart like that we had because this is something that we like to throw in a little bit where, again, everybody gets to meet at that exact same effort at the exact same time. You're only here for 60 seconds. You should be finding your way from that conversation pace into tempo pace right about here. Tempo pace going a little faster, shortening that stride. You should find yourself at that harder effort and you should push a little bit more. You know you've got what it takes. You've had those Christmas cooks cookies. You've got the fuel. Let's keep it going. 30 seconds on the clock left. Coach, shoot us a little bit of your wisdom because this is your effort, girl. 
You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Da 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 da. No, really, just breathe through it. You're almost done, and it's gonna hurt no matter what. So just embrace it. <laughs> I love how though you're singing to the Z karaoke, your jam. Friends, yeah. just ten more seconds here. Again, don't tense up. Put a smile on your face. Give it all you've got. A little bit more in three, two. One, let's pull back into our conversation pace. And this is where you're going to tell me that you want to pull it back into a walk. And I'm going to suggest that you give yourself an opportunity to pull it back in a conversation pace first before you pull back into recovery. If you do pull back into a walk, though, there's no shame in the walking game here at all. So we are just rocking and rolling through these questions, friends. We're getting through this harder effort and then we'll have a conversation pace recovery on the other side. But of course, we're gonna keep this going just a little bit longer. This one's an exciting question for me because I definitely have a response. I have a question, obviously, because when yeah, you I'm, sure, I'm <laughs> sure you do. But also, I'm not, I'm going to be brave for once here. And I'm going to try to pronounce something that I've never tried pronouncing before. So let's, let me, let me give that a twirl. So would you rather live in a gingerbread house? Would you rather live in a suka decorated with winter lights? Neither or both. I don't know what a suka is. I was going to ask you, I had to Google it. This was okay. obviously a question that Coach Christine came up with. So I assumed you would know, my friend, because I was just like, well, she's going to know. Um, okay. So I do know what a suka is, actually. And I believe that it's almost like a privacy tent, if the best That's way that I can describe it. That's a great way to describe it. It's like a hookah with walls and coverings. Yeah, I think that it's utilized in a lot of different traditions, um, including like birth and time after that. So anyway, neither here nor there. They're both beautiful and you guys get to choose whichever one you want. I will say that that one sounds a bit more practical than the gingerbread house. But <laughs> my friends, if you're living in a gingerbread house with me, we get to go into tempo. A little bit of that tenacity in that tempo. If you're living in that suka decorated with winter lights, you're going to have a conversation pace. You're going to stay right here. And if it's neither or both, well, you get to have recovery for just a little wee bit. Let's go in three, two, and one. I'm not living living in either of us. So the gingerbread house is gonna have ants. The sukkah, it looks like the Jewish equivalent of a manger. So there's no privacy. And that is not safe, in my opinion. Hashtag safety first. So I'm gonna go with neither. I'm gonna go to a like Fort Wilderness or a wilderness lodge in a really nice hotel. And that's where I'm gonna stay. Well, would you be okay <laughs> with a sukkah at Fort Wilderness? No, there's still no privacy. It feels private to me. It, that is, that's like, that's like camping. And like, I'm trying to get slow played into camping. So I feel like my husband put you up to this. <laughs> and now I have even more trust issues. <laughs> I feel like it looks really beautiful. And it reminds me of, if you're going to talk about camping, it feels a little bit like glamping to me. And no. again, <laughs> no. Well, friends, it's okay. Whatever you chose. <laughs> Even if Coach Shelby is being judgy wedgy was a bear over there. I am okay with you choosing that because it does. I think it looks quite beautiful. And you are here. It's gorgeous, but I'm not living seconds. in it. I mean, you have to. I feel like I should have taken the neither or both out. Like now I feel like we shouldn't. Like if you had to have a choice, which one are you living in? The gingerbread house, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the Grand Floridian gingerbread house. I'll just, I think it's as big as I'll my just apartment. eat it so that that way I have to go live somewhere else. So problem solved. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, friends, hopefully you are enjoying your specific segment right here. And now knowing again, we have less than 30 seconds before we continue this game going. We are coming to an end of our questions. We just have four more segments again, though. They're going to be predetermined times that you're not aware of until you're actually in it. So just know you're almost there and you'll have plenty of opportunity to pull back in. If you're in a long run, this is actually still great to do, especially in the middle of a long run, because this allows you to have a bit more of those shifting gears that come in handy during racing or just allowing you to kind of break up the monotony that can come in with long runs. And we are pulling it back in three, two, and one all nice and easy in our conversation pace. Okay, coach, what else is going on in your world of would you rather? All right, bring a little superpower energy to this. Would you rather have the ability to decorate anything instantly with Christmas lights, create yes. an endless buffet of laka with a snap of your fingers, or yes. neither or both? <laughs> so I feel like you're both. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want to do anything where it's a snap of your fingers or just like instantly like a little bit of like genie making a wish? Well, friends, you guys lock in your answers right here now, because if you're going to decorate anything instantly with Christmas lights and hopefully you're around because that sun's shiny and bright and fun, you're going to go into a hard effort seven to nine, not all the way into sprinting because we, we need to be mindful. We still have a few more segments. If you're creating that endless buffet of latkes, oh, delicious. I'm coming to your house with a snap of your fingers. You're going to stay in conversation pace four to six. Nice and easy there. Or if neither or both, you can pull it back into recovery. And you probably feel like that recovery is very well earned at this point in three, two, and one. Let's go into our respective paces. And friends, with that said, you are here locking it in for three minutes. I'm definitely going both on this, not just because I want the recovery, but like you said, like who doesn't want to just snap your fingers and I could have food and decor done. And I feel like though, I would really abuse the snapping my fingers to put lights on everything because yeah. we're, we're honestly, we're slacking in our decoration department as of the time of this recording. And we only have like the main house lights up. None of our yard blow ups are up. And what? None of your, oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I've my been heart. Busy. <laughs> oh gosh, what kind of nonsense is that? Where is your holiday spirit? If I had the ability to snap my fingers with either of these, I'm thinking business opportunity. I am going to be bringing <laughs> in so much money, instantly decorating people's houses or making them delicious potato pancakes for folks that may not know what latkes are. Um, so, yes, and I think that both sound like a lot of fun as well. Spreading I some joy up. quickly. I looked up services on the getting your lights put up professionally. A gazillion dollars. The minimum $7,500. Like, I get it. Like, God. they have to make a whole year's worth of income in two months. But $7,500. Like, I could go buy a house. Okay, I couldn't buy a house for $7,500. But I could I could make a really nice sukkah for $7,500. Or a really nice gingerbread house. Maybe. Maybe. Because, you I, know, those eggs are really expensive, too. So you might not be able right? to do that either. That is incredible. See, I'm saying this would be... That might be one of my wishes that I use with... Um, <laughs> The guilt that's granting me wishes so that I can make a whole lot of money. See, that's that's thinking right there. I would definitely need a ladder. <laughs> you you might want like go go gadget legs if you decide to do that, or like a so, cherry picker. <laughs> All right, friends, you've got just two more minutes here. I do love again the fact that I know so many of us get stressed out, even every single year. All of us say 
this is going to be the year where I'm just going to make memories. I'm not going to allow myself to get swept into all of the holiday stress and the holiday rush, but yet something will always kind of tackle your day a little bit and throw you for a loop. So it's such a beautiful reminder that injecting a bit of joy and maybe even some whimsy and silliness is going to help you to get through whatever that may be, even if it is having to talk to Aunt Gertrude again about your latest races or why you're having a second helping of latkes or maybe third. I feel like, see, in that tradition, like, I feel like in Jewish households, they would want you to have more second and third helpings. Okay. It is very much a thing. Like, we joke about it that my mom's an atypical Jewish mom. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, hi, it's nice to meet you. Are you hungry? Like, do, you, do you need some food or you, you need a plate or whatever? Like, it's like kind of like Italians and Jewish is very synonymous with food. Yeah. And yeah, that's a thing. You're getting you're getting extra laka. Well, friends, if you need to get a little bit of an extra recovery or rehydration, meet us in that conversation pace in three two and one if you need again if you've been working at this for some time and you want to go ahead and check in with your fuel or hydration this is a great time to do so even if it's cold in your side of the world sometimes this is when we start slipping on our hydration super important especially when we are maybe going from holiday to holiday party and not getting in as much water this time of year or maybe splurging on some other potentially dehydrating beverages from coffee to wine. So we want to make sure that you're feeling good here. So coach, with that said, everybody's in that conversation pace. Let's keep it going with a little bit of would you rather. This one I think is going to touch on you and pull in your heartstrings. I mean, seriously, I know it for a fact. Would you rather decorate a Christmas tree with handmade ornaments? Would you rather light a Hanukkah menorah passed down through generations or neither or both? I do both. Shock. Of course. Yeah. I, this isn't even like a this or that. This is like, have you been spying on me? Yeah, no, I know. I mean, the, <laughs> so because we are pulling on those heartstrings a little bit, both these are very beautiful and really touching. Well, we're going to do a little bit of maybe heart pounding here. So friends, regardless of your choice, we're all going to meet again as a team into tempo six to seven. Oh yeah. Let's do it in three two and one getting that heart pumping just a little bit more getting into that tempo pace shortening our stride getting that cadence up engaging our core keeping our chest nice and open as well as shoulders down and back let's all harness that joy of this harder effort again we're in a tempo pace it's a bit of a threshold it's slightly uncomfortable more of a sentence pace and lock it in four minutes on the clock. This is going to be, I will tell you this, it will be the last long interval you'll have of these efforts. So you're, you're okay here. You can handle it for four minutes. (laughs) So now do you, do you do handmade ornaments or all your ornaments more? Her face was like, oh God, don't, don't call me out like this. I went for a run with a friend of mine and we were talking about all of the reasons why I thought that I would be a really bad mom. And one of them <laughs> was that I don't know what I would do with kids that provide me with handmade stuff. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And thankfully she understands my soul. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I feel exactly the same way. And I throw my kids stuff out all the time because I don't want to put it up on the refrigerator. It just doesn't appeal to me. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel so much better because I feel guilty saying that out loud, but I don't like clutter and the handmade doesn't necessarily speak to my heart and soul. So I don't think I would do that. But now I love 
traditions and I love generational gifts of memories. So I think for me, it would absolutely be lighting a Hanukkah menorah passed down through generations. I mean, I just love that. I love that this one item is symbolic of so many beautiful stories and memories. Yeah. I mean, our, our menorah, I want to say was brought over by my great grandparents when they came from Poland to the U S I'm not sure the full history, but I do know it's very, very old and it is lovely as well as the prayer book that we have that my grandpa lovingly did the English translation for, which is how we read our Hanukkah prayer. And then on our Christmas tree, we have so many handmade ornaments, not just from other people, which is really cool, but also from when my sister and I were growing up, we still put them up. And now with my own kid, I have handmade ornaments and we have a bookcase that goes right near where our tree goes every year. So some of those handmade ornaments stay on our bookcase throughout the year with our other tchotchkes because in my household our bookcases are just tchotchke shelves they're not actual bookcases i think that sounds beautiful for holding all things that mean a lot to you of course in my household books mean a lot to me so that's the reason why they hold books but again this is what's so beautiful about these type of questions is that you get to kind of really really hone in on what's important to you and again in this time of year where we're rushing trying to figure out if we're gonna have enough of the ingredients for the recipes or if we can really handle another visit with 300 people coming over or if the house is clean enough or whatever the case may be these are the type of questions that help you to resonate with what's really important so hopefully friends you're you're Remembering that right here and now as you're getting in this workout with just 45 seconds to go before we meet back in our conversation pace. And then we have just two final segments before we all meet back in a light and easy conversation pace. We're going to talk a little bit more about Christmas traditions that maybe I grew up with. And then, of course, we'll share some of our favorite recipes as well. So, friends, you guys are getting closer and closer to the end of this workout and this segment with about 25 seconds on the clock. I thought about that because you had shared when we did the premium podcast, uh, the Cookie? Uh, is that coquito? Yeah. Coquito. Yeah. I realized that's the drink that our mailman gives us. He makes homemade coquito because he's Puerto Rican. Shut the front door. Your mailman loves you, girl. He He's awesome. He is the coolest mailman ever. Well, we love you guys. So let's all meet back in that conversation pace in three, two, and one. Um, so I may not love homemade ornaments, but if you're bringing me homemade coquito, I'm definitely down with that, friends. Coquito so. is the frog. I'm always going to mess the frog. that up. Yes. Oh, it's very similar <laughs> sounding and it's spelled, there's actually spelled at the front part of the, of the word very, it's yeah. exactly the same. He's making so totally, me the drink, not a frog, because that would be a little weird for a male man. I mean, frog, yeah, frog milk or frog juice would be a ew. little weird. But. Okay, ew, get off that. Nope, next, <laughs> next to serve that. All right, my friends, let's get, let's get back into the good feeling. So would you prefer to spend a day building a snowman and having a snowball fight with the snowman? And that's a weird one. Does he take it from himself? But anyway, Co. Cozy up cannibalism? Indoor. Yeah, baby. Cozy up indoors with a holiday movie marathon. Neither or both. Friends, lock in your answer right here and now. Lock it in. Don't change your mind when you hear the results. Because if you are going out to build a snowman and fight with that snowman, you clearly have lots of energy. So you're going into a hard effort. If you're cozying up indoors with a holiday movie marathon, then you could pretty much consider that, that Shelby's going to come over and hang out with you. And I'm positive that's your response. So you're going to go into a recovery effort nice and easy. And if it's neither or both, stay in this conversation pace. Let's do it here in three, 
two, and one. We're just going to hang out here for two minutes. So again, if you're in that harder effort, knowing you have what it takes to push a little bit more, you absolutely can do it. You're going to shorten that stride. You're going to quicken at your feet. You're going to be nice and light. And you're going to try to also get like run as fast as you can so that that snowman can't hit you with that big snowball that he's sending your way. So let's get right to it, my friends. Locking it in here. Coach, am I wrong? Are you holiday movie marathoning? I'm going both. You are? Yeah, I'm not picking. Oh, man. When I saw that, I was like, there's no way that she is going to... She's... You're Like, I think of cozying up with holiday movies is like your love language. Yes. But here's the thing. I'm going to paint the whole picture. Okay. You are outside. You're in the cold. You're getting sweaty. You're doing all the fun activities. And then, like, just as the sun starts coming down and it gets too cold, you go in. You have a really nice, warm shower. You get in that cozy blanket, that big oversized sweatshirt, and you turn the lights off except for just the Christmas tree glowing. Mm -hmm. And you have the movie Mm -hmm. marathon with the hot chocolate or, like, that big bowl of pasta for dinner. That is the day. You know where you lost me? I don't know. Yeah, oh, really, <laughs> really, really early on. Like, I was like, like, how do you, but but I get you a nice sweater. Yeah, well, or friends, if you're listening to our holiday gift guide, of course, our first episode of Love, Love, Laces and Laughter, those heartwarming gifts, maybe a memory blanket. I could see that being an awesome way of cozying on up with that holiday movie marathon. Or maybe you're going to do a little bit of that cozying on up after you're done with this workout. But right here now, you're here for just 30 more seconds. That's it. We're going to have a conversation pace where we're going to read our final question And then we're all going to head down into a full recovery, nice and easy. So coach, what are you telling folks that it might be in that harder effort with that snowman? You made your choices. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. Again, you're looking to get the burn in. You obviously have a lot of energy. Leave what you can out there on the roads, on the treadmill, what have you, and just keep your head high, but put it down and do the work. That's fantastic. Let's go in three, two, and one. Everyone meet in our conversation pace. You're picking it back up if you're in recovery. You're staying right where you're at if you were in that conversation pace. And all of you beautiful people that were working hard, you're going to pull it back and catch your breath a little bit. While I'm Coach tough Shelby, love today. <laughs> you are, girl. You are. <laughs> so with that, let's finish up this entire segment, choosing our adventure and honoring where we're at. What's the final question, Coach? All right. Are you going to attend a lively Christmas market in your city? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Visit a Hanukkah festival with traditional food and games. Okay. Or are you going to go neither or both? Why and again, you... if you if you choose yeah. neither, I don't. I, it hurts my heart a little bit. And we need to talk. Reach out to us. I, I really do feel like neither on that one would be. It would be a little sad. So you guys do need to to hit us up a little bit. We, <laughs> Clearly haven't done our job of injecting enough silliness into your life. So we're sad and we need to like go look at our life choices. With that said, Coach, what are they doing in this final segment with those respective options? You're going to sprint it out for every single option because we're naughty, we're nice, and we're going to make you feel the burn for one whole minute, 60 seconds. So doesn't really matter what you choose. You're getting it and you're getting what you get and you don't get upset. And the joy that I have in hearing that. So let's do it, friends, in three, two, and one. And don't worry, I'll get my comeuppance as soon as I actually go out and do this workout again myself and be like, mm, yeah. How did we do that? Yeah. And it's okay because every single time that I finish it, I always feel so proud and so excited and exhilarated. And I'm not going to get into all of the reasons why, because there's a lot of 
neuroscience behind it and a lot of physiology behind it. But right here and now, it's just that you're taking that time for yourself. You're honoring your commitment. You're already here. And you know you have what it takes to go a little bit faster for the remaining 28 seconds. And that's all it is. 28 seconds. That's like 25 days of Christmas and Hanukkah had a baby. It's Chrismica. And I'm going to talk just a little bit longer because then before you know it, you're going to be at like 15 seconds. Then life's going to be even better. Totally works for the record every single time because I'll be like, I'll start looking at my watch. I'm like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And it's not as bad as you thought it was, friends, because you're done in three, two, and one absolutely amazing work. If you do want to pull it back into a walk, we get it. We understand. You can cool it down. We're all going to meet, though, at a conversation pace again to wrap this up with a five-minute walk at the end. So feel free to get into a pace that feels good to you as we start to recover. Because now we're going to talk a little bit about I guess Puerto Rican Christmas is what I would say. So first and foremost, trying to pretend that Christmas is traditionally held in the Hispanic community or Latino community that would be the same from um, from culture to culture is absolutely inaccurate. I couldn't possibly. So there's going to be some things that maybe if you're Dominican, you may have that are similar or maybe if you're Mexican, they're similar, but every culture does have very different respective traditions. So I'm only going to speak about the Puerto Rican one just because that's what I grew up with. However, I also feel like it's very much here like stateside because what we learned a lot with Christmas holidays was that the North may have traditional dishes where the South may have different dishes or Texas. Texas kind of does their own thing, don't you think? It's, everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> yeah, everything's bigger in Texas for sure. So we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas and, of course, the culture of it in Puerto Rico. I think what I told you, Coach, and I'm going to reiterate that, is that I feel like in your heart of hearts, you should be Puerto Rican. You should definitely be like... <laughs> Jewish Puerto Rican, and I actually do know a Jewish Cuban individual, and I feel like you would fit very perfectly into that because they start celebrating Christmas pretty early on, and it does not stop at the end of December. It goes eight days past Three Kings Day or Three Wise Men, which I saw you share a really funny meme on your Instagram the other day about Three Wise Women versus Three Wise Men. I'm not going to get into it here, but did make me chuckle. Friends, of course, you can check that out whenever you're on social as well. So with that said, some of our favorites, and this is where I think that we start to differ the most in between Jewish and Puerto Rican, is that we have a lot of pork dishes. And so (laughs) lechon asado is right out of the gate. Like you get a really big roaster and people gather for this. And it's basically a pig roast, which I feel like that would, you'd be like a hard pass on that right out of the gate. I actually grew up going to a lot of pig roasts because Mm. there was somebody we knew who was Cuban. And Which is they why you're did vegetarian a, now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was a little, it was a little lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've definitely been to a pig roast in my day. So, what did you find when you celebrated tradition, like with traditional Cuban? Because Cuban and Puerto Rican, I would say, have very similar aspects of how they celebrate. The pig roast definitely is like the one thing that traumatized me. I mean, it was very memorable as a kid. Um, but lots of rice. Um, mm, yeah, I do want to say there was paella, which I don't know if is actually traditionally Cuban or not, but I do remember a lot of rice and I think it was like paella. Okay. So we celebrated with paella in my household as well, hearkening back more to our Spanish roots versus our Puerto Rican roots. But that was something that was very much celebrated. Also, I think hearkening to traditionally most 
I wouldn't say all, but most Puerto Rican households do have some roots in Catholicism. And of course, there is more about fish on certain days of holiday, like high holiday kind of things. So I think, again, the biggest difference for me growing up is the reason why I don't think I like Christmas Day is because it was always a super letdown. For me, all of the partying started so much earlier on and our big like blowout celebration was actually on Christmas Eve. It was the supreme of all holidays for us. So Christmas Day was actually kind of more of just quiet recovering and it felt very almost a little too quiet after all the celebrations that came before it because there is a lot of celebration. Parandas come into play and Parandas is like a traveling caravan of music and dancing. And I remember the first time I experienced that in Puerto Rico. It was a wee bit. And I thought, this is the coolest thing ever. So it's like a flash mob meets karaoke and just lots of neighborly love. And it could be because that coquito, mm -hmm. which is like the eggnog, except it's coconut based with rum. A lots of rum. <laughs> lots of folks have it without rum, so it can be celebrated without it. Um, but it does traditionally have lots and lots and lots of rum, depending on who makes it as well. So, and we do, I think maybe another reason why I love Team Sweet is because we have a lot of desserts. So, arroz con dulce, which is again that Spanish rice with a little bit of sweetness. It's like a rice pudding, tembleque, which my parents loved, which is a, like a coconut custard. And then I love flan, which I think most people have had flan at this point. And if you haven't, you should. So, lots of food in our like traditions, like presents took. The back burner for us like it, I feel like it was mainly food and dancing and music and that was a really big thing around my household do you feel like presents were more central in how you celebrated the holidays not as much so we definitely we had a lot of focus on food we always have like a big breakfast and we would open up our stockings while breakfast was being made and that was our thing i also grew up in a time where um like camcorders were super big and super novel so i have an embarrassing amount of home movies of us just like setting up the camera and opening things like we always had the camcorder going um but we a lot of times for christmas and new year's actually we would have like all of our we do the presents we do big breakfast lunch and everything and then we'd go fishing and Ooh. go off of the pier and that, that was so be, florida like, that is so florida i know guys <laughs> um but that was always like we didn't have extended family we would have almost we, we called it lovingly the misfit holidays and the misfit Christmases mm, to where yeah. uh, a lot of our family friends that didn't have a place to go or didn't have family to celebrate with, they would stop by usually later in the evening um, after we did like our morning Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was always like a big part of it. So food, definitely. My mom is an amazing, amazing cook and feeds a small army, regardless if there's one person in our house or 10 people in our house. It's going to be the same amount of food. Yeah, I think that came clear to us all that participated in the Bougie Meals on a Budget workshop that you led because it feels like you're preparing to feed a barracks worth of people at all times in your household. <laughs> Even our Thanksgiving, like I put up a poll on Instagram about how many people it actually was meant to feed. And most people said it was supposed to be at least like 10 to 15 it was not. It was four. And one of those four, well, actually five, one of those four is a child. And one of them is me who doesn't eat meat. 
Okay, so really it was two and a half people that were being fed off of a Basically. feast. Okay, so how long did you guys have things around, like leftovers in your house or did you start sharing with others? What, what no, did you do? We, we wound up repurposing it. One night we had turkey pot pie. Mm. Um, we had leftovers a couple of nights. I mean, it lasted <laughs> it lasted almost eight days. Not okay. really. That, oh. No, and not the meat part. You can't have it that long. Hashtag yeah, yeah. food safety. But yeah, no, it, it we ate almost everything too. I believe that because I also believe that you guys are very, again, learning from bougie meals on a budget. I don't, I think you're kind of along the principle of waste, not want not. And mm -hmm. you guys do find ways of repurposing. I love the idea of a turkey pot pie. That sounds absolutely comforting and delicious. So I think again, what you're going to find, and I think that's why it's an exciting time of year is that a lot of us are able to drop some of the maybe some of the parameters that we have around foods and we've likened this time of year to being very comforting with the foods that bring us great joy or have a lot of wonderful memories attached to them. So that's always exciting. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and ask everybody to bring it back down to a walk. If you are ready to cool it down, if you have more miles to go, we're going to send you lots of love and lots of carbs because that's what we're going to talk about. It's the recipes we're sharing with <laughs> folks this week. So with that said, let's go ahead and put it back into our walk in three, two, and one. Don't forget to give yourself a pat on the back and give yourself a high five because again, that was some really hard work and we're super proud of you and we want to hear your answers. So please do share on the group page. We want to hear what some of your responses may have been and maybe what some of your traditions would be. So coach, we're going to have a little bit of team sweet and team savory. We're going to highlight both dishes that may be found in our households during this time of year. So hit me with some of the things that you have that we could potentially make at home to, to celebrate a little coach Shelby with. So laka, obviously right off the bat, but there's a recipe for a garlic rosemary laka. Mm -hmm. And I usually don't mess with perfection. <laughs> However, I will never say no to garlic and, and rosemary. rosemary. Well, rosemary, you got to use it sparingly, but we have a rosemary plant. Again, I know we're in Florida. It's winter. I have a plant. It's, it's fine. But a garlic rosemary laka sounds fantastic. What would you say on the level of difficulty is it to make these classic potato pancakes? Would you say it's harder for somebody who is kind of newer in the kitchen? Or would you say this is a pretty easily doable dish? I would say this is like middle of the road. Mm -hmm. A first time cook could make them, but I do suggest like nailing the basics first to make sure that you don't put on too high of a heat. So you're burning the outside and the inside's not getting cooked. And again, I'm going to say it till the day is long. Use frozen potato shreds and thaw them. It will make a better pancake. If you use fresh potatoes, it's going to be too watery. I've yeah. said this. I don't even, I lost track how many episodes I've actually preached this by now. So if you don't listen, it's your own fault. <laughs> you are feisty today. I am. There's no doubt about it. I'm sorry, guys. The holidays bring out the feisty, or food brings out the feistiness in you. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, friends, over on Team Savory, we've already talked about, there's a lot to be said in terms of all of the different uh, pork dishes and rice dishes. But I think none of those things are possible without Puerto Rican sofrito. So this is also something beautiful if you wanted to find something homemade to give to folks that they will love and be able to use. It is sofrito. Now, what we traditionally do in our 
our household, it becomes kind of a production of making it along with pasteles or tamales. Um, Puerto Ricans generally have pasteles, but we would make sofrito in big batches. It would be gifts that we would give to others or we would freeze it because this is something that is utilized in every single meal in terms of the seasoning and what goes in it. And it's very similar if you guys are more familiar with Cajun dishes where they call it the Holy Trinity, um, where you season or you start every base with onion, celery, and bell pepper. Very similar, mm. except that we add cilantro and culantro and they are a little different and they do have a little bit of different herbaceousness that I enjoy. I feel like they're really fresh. And I know some people have the weird little thing about cilantro tasting soapy for them. And I'm so sorry that your genetics did that to you. That's just so wrong. But for the rest of us, this is incredible to have. So that's definitely what I would suggest if people wanted to add a little savory Puerto Rican tradition into their household. Let's move it on into Team Sweet Coach. What are folks having to celebrate Hanukkah with them? So these are really interesting to me because I had never heard of them. So we talked about the jelly-filled donut or the sugnyakya, again, butchering (laughs) it. It's fine. Move on. But this is a delicious and easy Sephardic donut. So Sephardic is a part of the Jewish uh, religion. We'll sidebar that for right now. But I guess these are called bunellos. And they look like an abstract donut and I'm kind of here for it. I guess usually you have them with honey traditionally, but you could also do them with powdered sugar. And I think these would be a lot more uh, user friendly because it's not a donut that has to be perfectly round and then filled. I love that. So uh, going back to difficulty rating, I would say that from the sofrito standpoint, friends, it's super easy. All you need is a blender or a food processor and you're good. You're chopping, throwing in and that's it in it. Again, I am a big fan of getting ice cube trays, freezing it in there so you can use them very easily in the future. But you do you and whatever works for your household. Um, I will say that this next thing on the list, I find it's a little bit harder for Team Sweet if you want to have more of a Puerto Rican dish. And that is the flan, or at least I'm going to pretend that it's the most difficult thing so that I don't ever have to make it. And I could just have all of my aunts that traditionally make it continue to do so. But it is, although a very simple ingredients, very just five ingredients is all you need. In actuality, it still can be a little bit harder because it requires a different type of baking method in terms of having, I think it's called like a is it something Mary, something where you have like a water vessel so that it bakes the dish with the water in the oven. I don't know exactly what that's called, but it's it's a little bit harder for me personally. I think for you guys that are pros in the kitchen, you may not have that much difficulty with it. There are lots of variations of this, including in my household. The variation would be is that my mother would make it more of a cheesecake flan, which was always really interesting and usually very much requested. But this I was is, just thinking that yeah. as you're like describing it and I'm looking at the picture, I'm like, God, I'm like, add some graham cracker crust, like a cheesecake. Mm. Oh, your mom and I would have gotten along so I'm well. I'm sure you guys would have. <laughs> and she loved making it and I loved eating it. So it was work. It worked out perfectly. It was a beautiful relationship. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely something that I never really learned how to harness it in again because of that baking technique being just a little and I'm not patient enough for that baking technique. So however, friends, if you want to have a little bit of fun in your life, this is the way to go. This one's probably one of the easier ways of tackling it. And then when you get a bit more confident and you want to add things in, feel free to do so. And then let me know because I'll come over for 
for dinner with flan with you guys with i might make said, this I, I, if really, you do, I really well, I, might make flan. I'm still waiting for your strawberry covered, cho- <laughs> your chocolate covered strawberries though, friend. Just I have to make you that. I have to make you stuffing or dressing from Thanksgiving. Yeah. Listen, I just, I don't know. I'll earn my keep through food. Okay. That works for me. With that said, friends, you guys earned your keep right here and now by getting through this workout. We hope you enjoyed it. I can't stress enough. We do want to absolutely bring that joy of the holidays to your doorstep and to your heart, however you're celebrating and whatever it may look like, whether it's a family of you and loving yourself during this time, or you have a huge household full of people, whatever it is in between, please show yourself a lot of grace, a lot of joy, and a lot of love. We want you to check out our Quick Bites Holiday Gift Guide episode. We have the final installment coming in this Wednesday, and then we're going to see you again next week when it's time for brunch, because we're going to keep serving up more miles with more sides of holiday smiles.